<laughs> Welcome back to the Random Horror Show. I'm your host, Keisha Lacey. And tonight's podcast is Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. The Vampire Chronicles. Well, we are going to sink our teeth and get all feeling regretful and, and, and screaming and having temper tantrums as this movie is but is so beautifully <laughs> presented by Neil Jordan. Now I'm just gonna say it like this, like it starts off like in San Francisco. Alright, so we see the beautiful Golden Gate Bridge of San Francisco. And I took a picture about it, you know, about this bridge and everything. And of course shout out to Miss Dee Dee LeFrac with San Francisco Down. She has a podcast out with a psychodrama babble of, like, the life in San Francisco now, like, after the, since the pandemic hit, San Francisco used to be the bomb-ass city, I've been there so many times, but she was like, girl, don't even come back, like, it is not the same, like, it was years ago, I was like, oh, damn, for real, I love that city, but, it's gone, well, anyways, so, it starts off as going into the scene, you know, we see, oh, good old San Francisco, how people, like, walking and shit, because I was like, y'all, y'all walking on this street, and y'all know damn better, because, uh, you need to, like, sit there and watch them damn cars, because they got a lot of pedestrian hits and shit, you know, pedestrian deaths, because people ain't watching where they going, you know, when they in San Francisco. But I was like, you supposed to hold your head, like, whoa, you know what I'm saying, like that. You already know, I already know the drill out there when I used to walk them streets, them streets of San Francisco. So I was like, oh damn, that's Geary Street right there, you know what I'm saying? That's Geary. When it starts off with Daniel, uh, he is in a hotel room and we see a nice, good looking ass gentleman, um, Brad Pitt, who is playing Louie. And of course my mom just like goes spastic and shit uh, whenever she sees uh, Brad Pitt and, and Christian Slater in the same damn room. Hot damn. That woman was changing her jaws like every 20 seconds. So, Daniel was like, hey, you know, I was checking you out. I was peeping and creeping up on you. And Louie was like, yeah, I was checking and people been creeping on you too. And Louie's like, I'm a vampire. They're like, oh no, you ain't no dang vampire. So, Louis goes and flicks on the light. He turns on the lights, turns on the lights like he's Nelly Furtado. Turn on the lights. And it scares the shit out of Danny. Danny's like, whoa, what's going on? He was like, sir, it's just simple gestures just like you humans, but we just move faster. Then he sits his ass down, still scared the hell out of Daniel. He's like, sir. You know, can you present yourself, you know, in um, starting your tape player and, you know, I might kill you, you know, drink your blood and go on about my business. So, Louis tells the story of not when he was born and all that shit. He was actually going to tell the story when he was born into darkness. So, it starts off... You know, 18th century, Louis was uh, a slave owner. Um, this was passed down. It was the family business. You know what I'm saying? And he 
lost his wife and his child during childbirth. So Louis is just depressed. He is like, I give up on life. Uh, he was just going through the motions. He was just actually, he was in pain. He was in sorrow. I mean, you lose uh, not only your wife, but your uh, unborn first child. He was like around 23 or 24 um, at the time. And of course, this, the era was different. But just the loss of like your family, he didn't have nothing to live for. He always gets drunk. He's like sitting there crying and boohoo and snotting and ugly cry, you know, at the grave. He goes out and he gambles money. He is just on the verge of like, shit, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to die. And I don't care what the cost is. He was just being uh, haphazardly just one. He just want, like, anything, anybody to shoot him, stab him, get into a fight whatsoever. So he was at a card game. And, you know, he was just like, shit. You know, I know how to play these motherfucking cards and stuff. And the dude was like, yo, man, you cheating and shit. And he pulled out his, like, gun and stuff. He pulled out his piece. And, like, Louis, like, opened up his chest, his shirt. You know what I'm saying? He was like, come on now. You know, you know, you gonna you gonna you gonna shoot me? Shit, go ahead and shoot me and everything. I ain't scared to die. He was like, I ain't never scared. What? I ain't never scared. Like he was like little John and shit. And like old home dude, he put his piece back up, cause he was like, damn, this dude really don't give a damn. He really ready to die. And there was a prostitute that was all, you know, rubbing it all up on him. She, you know, Louis like at this point, like, if she give me crabs, she give me syphilis or chlamydia or whatever, and I just die from that shit, I don't care. So they went to the docks, you know, she finna get her little, you know, you know, she finna make her uh, her change. You know, she doing some strange things for change because that's, uh, that's a profession. And the pimp was following because, you know, he don't want his, like, you know, he don't want his girls to get hurt and shit like that. But he was just more like, you know, shit, girl, thank you for not sucking his dick, almost sucking his dick, but give me your money. And in the tavern that he went to, it was a very strange man that was watching him from the shadows. And it was Lestat. So Lestat broke the prostitute's neck and the pimp. And so he just like grabbed Louis and shit. He was just like, ah, you know, he just like, ah, snagged on his neck. And he was like, man, you ready to die? He like, yeah, whatever, come on, all right. So he like dropped Louis in the water. Louis like finds himself alive still, but he was pretty sickly. And he went, goes back to the house. And then he just chilling, you know, coughing, you know, farting and sneezing and shit. You know, like seasonal allergies and everything. And then, of course, being in the water and stuff. So, surprisingly, he didn't die of no damn hypothermia and stuff. Being so drunk and then have drank by a vampire. And he just sitting up there chilling. Like, Lestat, like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see you and I'm going to give you a choice. Either you want to really die, but I'm going to give you a choice. You go a new life, a brand new life, where everything is just going to be beautiful and shiny 
and it's going to be great. And this is one thing I do not like about vampires is like, yeah, they do glamour and shit. And they always throw that like big, uh, 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 you know, war winning pitch with their sales, you know, gaining profits and shit like that. Gaining members and stakeholders, ha ha ha, pun intended, is that they really, really don't tell you the real ugly ass truth whenever you get the dark gift of being a vampire. They don't tell you that shit. They don't even sit there like real, they don't even tell you the fine print on the document, you know, because, you know, the shit, they was like, man, we're going to tell you, you know, like how them, them, uh, the medicine commercials and stuff like Cialis and and Flonase and oh, I don't know shit I can't be I can't think of them damn things but you know they always like see them like oh I got chronic dry eye or I had like you know like this going on with my diabetes and then you know I took this medication and it was just wonderful and they like jumping and skipping and running and rowboating uh uh they having ice cream and shit you know, they hiking and stuff, but then after that, you know, you see them all happy, and then you hear, like, the side effects, you know, the side of motherfucking effects, and they never tell them about the motherfucking side effects, so they was like, they like, they like pharmaceutical, you know, commercials and shit, that's what vampires are, pharmaceutical commercials with a bunch of fucking side effects, yeah, because not everybody is the same when they take this medication or this dark gift, of becoming a vampire and Louis like all right I'm gonna choose this and shit you know this better be some good shit right here because you know I want to feel something you know I ain't felt nothing since you know a whole year since my wife and my um son passed away and also shout out to Harry Potter folklore you can find him on YouTube his content is nothing but Harry Potter. He did something a little different and everything. And of course, I have to give like a credit and a shout out to Harry Potter folklore. Um, he actually did interview with the vampire. And much, much disrespect to Cinema Sins. I cannot stand Cinema Sins. I hate Cinema Sins. I used to love it and stuff. Um, Jeremy's jokes just got really super crusty and dusty and stale. Um, I like the guy. Uh, before who did cinema sins and it was really good before jeremy uh took over the position of being satiric you know because it's a satiric uh you know film review page but jeremy just like made this shit go into the fucking toilet though he did he really 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 did it is it is a sad piece of crap also the bird man much respect to the bird man and everything uh, he does really good content also to uh, making fun of cinema sins, but he does really good content though. But I like how he uh, he does like cinema sins, but at times you know he's kind of like Jeremy's getting on my nerves and stuff, so he comes back with that fire. But anyways, um, so he was like, Louis, go out there, get your last uh, look at the sunrise and shit. And so he did. He uh, met up at the cemetery. Hot damn me, he done bit his ass. Uh, he done went through that little old death and shit. And it's so nasty. Like, that's like one thing about vampires. They're so nasty. You know, you gonna share your blood and shit. 
you know you got like that whole uh the blood of christ you know stuff like that cannibalism you know you got all that shit tied in but like vampires are just gross man Ugh. 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 yeah i'm getting yeah i was like you know i was basically like years ago when i watched interview with the vampire it didn't phase me but then when I watched it and I seen like how disgusting it was for him to drop his blood in Louis's mouth and then Louis taking his blood and like it's nourishment. I'm like, man, this shit tastes gross, man. And like I had a blood transfusion last year and I'm just seeing that it just grossed the hell out of me. And it's not even like when you get a blood transfusion, your shit is feels so weird. I'm telling you, it's crazy. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to have one of these motherfuckers again. And so he wakes up as a brand new, um, freshly made, um, spanking new as a baby um, vampire and stuff. So he's seen the statue, looks like her eyes are open and it's not. And he was just like, share, come, join the wonders of being a vampire. But Lestat right here, he is so, he is spoiled. He is unruly. Um, Lestat is like a rebel without a cause. Because uh, if y'all read uh, Blood and Gold or any, uh, you know, Anne Rice novel talking about Lestat, um, Lestat does say that Marius left him. Um, and we know the reason why Marius left him and shit because his dumbass curiosity and everything, uh, he drank from Akasha's arm, you know, in Queen of the Dam, and also that was in the book. That's the reason why Marius left his ass like that. He's like, oh, this motherfucker don't can't listen. He is, uh, he, he breaks the rules. And, um, surprisingly, he ain't dead. But, um, you know, that's the reason why Lestat is the way how he is. Because his teacher was trying to teach him, but Lestat was like, uh-uh. Like, he was just like, shit, put baby in the corner. Like, Lestat really didn't need to be in the corner. So, he was like, you know, Louis, come on now. Like, you're a vampire. You're a predator. You know, you gotta hunt for your food and shit. And Louis had some, you know, he has some conflict with this because even though he's a monster, um, you know, he does hunt for human blood, he is conflicted with his humanity. He wants to preserve humanity without taking a human innocent life. And he is like, man, I love... He was like, I really love that part of my life. And I know there was like a lot of pain and suffering. And then I have this new life of being, you know, in the darkness and, you know, looking hot and, you know, but pale as fuck and looking half-assed dead and everything. And I suck human blood, you know, for nourishment to keep myself alive. But God dang. Man, this shit is confusing. I mean, but then you get you got to think about it. Did you got got to think about it? Is that they gonna have something like that? Like, was that 
just because like like i said not everybody who turns into a vampire is going to have the same fucking results just like those damn uh medicine commercials and shit they're not going to have the same results because everybody is different um lestat took him at a part of his life where he is mourning he is you know he is he's grieving he was in a grieving process so lestat uh retard that grieving process for louis that's the reason why louis was in that state because lestat with his dumb ass because lestat really uh how i look at lestat is that he just didn't care he just like oh i like louis because he's hot and shit it's brad pitt you know and then he was like you know fuck that motherfucker you know uh fuck about his problems and shit like that because you know vampires don't care about human affairs or what a human is feeling they just want mm, i want some blood you know yum, 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 yum. i'm going about my business but he caught louis in that state and that's the reason why he uh was unique like that is because i'm still gonna hold on to my humanity and which he did and so And of course, like Louis, like we love Louis, but Louis also like had his faults too. Um, Louis, of course, he turns Claudia into a vampire. She is a child um, because he longed for somebody that was tender and, and, and good and, you know, and wholesome and stuff. Because, like I said, he missed that, you know, uh, when before his wife and his child unborn child died and so he missed that part of that human side that of happiness of how the warmth of like family and love is you know while you had like a vampire which is cold and calculating and ruthless and you know and cunning and stealthy and shit like that he just wanted to be a part of the human world so badly, even though he was not understanding. And, 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 and he just, and you know, it wasn't like people there to like say, oh, it's okay. You know, you're there, you know, you, you need, you know, you need to talk to somebody. It's not when didn't have therapists and stuff like that back in them days, you know, they just like took it as like a stride you know, they may have lashed out at other people, you know, they may have, like, secluded themselves, or they took up a vice or something like that to deal with the pain and the grief of losing a spouse and a child, and, but he seen that in Claudia, and he did turn her, um, he didn't actually turn her, he actually, um, drank enough from her, of course, Lestat made fun of him because of what he did, and it was Lestat that actually turned Claudia. And though Lewis had Lewis had the power to stop Lestat, he really did, but he didn't. Um, Louis was actually an enabler for Lestat. He was. He was an enabler for Lestat. Every piece of fuckery that Lestat did, everything that Lestat did just turned his st 
stomach. Everything that Lestat said just made him just want to wring his neck and claw him to death, you know, with his vampire, you know, long fingernails. Louis was his enabler. And that's what uh, Lestat was um, was actually looking for. He was looking for an enabler because really Lestat was like, oh, this piece of shit right here. I mean, he was beautiful and everything else, but he was just like, you know, he's always going to be weak because he always mourned for death. He always want to be dead with his wife and his kid and stuff like that. And, you know, this dude, he just needed like a brand new, you know, he just need to, uh, 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 he just need a brand, he just need to turn over a brand new leaf, but which it really happened, but really didn't happen. And, um, but like I said, Louis was in that grieving stage. And that's the reason why he was just like, I just give up on the stat and he just enabled him. Because um, he just, he was, he was at his weak stake as a human. And he was also at a, his humanity was not a weak stake as a vampire. Uh, it actually, uh, it didn't, like, it was, it didn't work against him. Like, the vampirism worked against him because he was against all this uh, killing. And that's the reason why Louis was, like, so attracted to eating chickens and rats and shit like that, you know, because he felt like if we can sustain ourselves from not killing innocent humans for our food consumption and we can eat animals, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But Lestat was like, do you really want to do that? Because, like, it's not as delicious you know, it gets cold too quickly. It's an animal. Only time you want to do something like that is say like you on a ship or something, you know, you're traveling for a long period of time and you have to rely on small rodents and animals to like for your survival. And, <clears throat> you know, the, the slaves and stuff, they start seeing the changes in Louis. Because it seems like, you know, even though he is their slave holder, their slave owner, they massa, massa, massa P, you know what I'm saying? He massa L. And they were like, damn, like, massa, like, really changed. Like, massa sleeping in, he eating up all the chickens. And then he come with this old strange ass looking ass friend, looking fucked up and everything. He look like, you know, he about to attack us like something ain't right with him. And they started noticing, like, all the slaves um, in their quarters, they started to die. And, like, slaves, like, oh, shit, we ain't having this shit right here. We're going we gonna to go back to our fucking roots and stuff. We're going to throw some hoodoo and everything. We're going we, we, we to be voodoo and this shit. And you know what? That's, like, really cool, though, because, you know, um, a lot of times, like, if you ever read um, History of Slavery, um, especially during that time, a lot of those slaves kept those um, same religions that they came over here with, um, you know, just it just met just it just matters with different parts of Africa that they're from. And, you know, it's just a mix of like hoodoo and voodoo, voodoo, um, I said hoodoo, voodoo, 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 and, you know, they it was some other of uh, like Native American um, spirituality and their um 
uh, religion and stuff like that uh, mixed all into it. But most of the times, it was from the old um, the religions and spirituality and the magic that they held on so much, you know, and they did, you know, Sundays were like their days. It was their wash days for washing their hair, washing clothes. Uh, it was like their rest period. And they also kind of, you know, held like church or like their not church like you know uh christianity uh church like that but it was like their practices that they um did and they held on to them so they had to use that because it was some fucked up as uh, slave owners and people who did fucked up shit to slaves and so they have to hold on to those traditions even though some of those traditions are lost um throughout the period of the years and decades um you know but we i i practice some of them too because some of the things that they do it was not lost so yeah yeah thank god i still do some of the things as my ancestors hell yeah but anyways you know they you know with chickens and shit around the bonfire and, and, and with the mask and stuff, I'll say, hell yeah, that's what's up right there, and Louie's like, man, fuck this shit, yeah, I'm tired of this shit, because Lestat, he, he, he want, Lestat was like a broke-ass vampire, just like Maximilian on A Vampire in Brooklyn, all Lestat had was some good-ass looks, some golden-ass locks, and some good-ass clothes, and maybe a piece of change in his pocket. But Lestat was a broke-ass, dusty-ass vampire. Really, he was. He really, really was, just like Maximilian. And though he did get off the ship and from Paris and stuff, and then he's, like, sitting there claiming, like, Louis, uh, you know, uh, house and, you know, because this ours. Just because you are my maker and you made me a freaking vampire don't mean this is yours this is not like what's mine is yours we're not married you're just my maker you know you are my technically my um dark father but bitch um no and that was what louis hated about lestat he was such a bragger and really didn't even have two motherfucking nickels to rub uh, Lestat was just so, uh, he was just so arrogant, you know, just his whole vibe was so arrogant, and that was one thing Louis just did, could not stand, that was basically oil and water, and Louis was like, why did you pick me, you know, you are bad at this, you know, Louis was like, you are terrible, you are so terrible at picking me, and, you know, he was just like, whatever, you know, because I like you. But when the whole Claudia thing, that was, like, really horrible. Um, It was both Louis and Lestat's fault because of Claudia being a child vampire. And the reason why is this is so awful and it's always um, taboo and it's actually, like, a sin for any vampire to change a child um, into a vampire is because they're going to stay forever a child. 
So it was one night on the streets of New Orleans, and you know, Lestat was making a remark like, mm, you know, I sure do wish I had some Creole and everything, because right around this time, um, after they changed Claudia into a vampire, uh, a lot of things have changed in history. United States has became the United States. There was a lot of people that were moving into New Orleans. And, you know, they was complaining about, like, you know, ooh, all these, like, you know, uh, uh, East Coast, like, Yankees coming down here. And he was just like, ooh, these hoes bland, but I wish I want me a Creole. Because now Creole was, like, so, uh, you know, it was, like, a lot of people that were Creole. And since, like, you know, like I said, it was, like, a very melting pot down there in New Orleans. And... He's seen a Creole woman, and she's seen her. She was like, ooh, you know, she's very beautiful. She has a womanly body. She has ass and titties, ass and titties. And she was bathing in the window, and he was like, mm, shoot, I want some of that. And then she looked at him, and she's like, hey, when am I going to look like that? You know, I want to look like that. And both of them kind of looked at her like, uh, girl, you ain't never, uh, uh, never, Never uh, ever gonna be like that. Yeah, and that was a hard pill to swallow for both of them because they were both at fault. So she had her, you know, she was just chilling in her room, and Lestat brings a doll, and she's like, "Look, I'm so sick of these damn dolls you bringing me. Why you keep bringing these dolls on the same fucking day?" Why? I'm 30 years old. Why do you keep bringing me dolls? He was like, well, they're so creative. And she was just like, look, bitch. This is because I'm in a child's body and I'm 30 years old. I'm a vampire. What's up with that? And she's like, really? Well, how come I can't change? Well, you know what? She's like, you know what? Let me cut my hair. She cut her hair. And she grew back. She screamed. And then come to find out she killed the Creole woman because she wanted to look like her. Uh, she also acquired uh, many gifts with the dark gifts. She knew how to play the piano. She knew how to draw. Uh, she was very uh, artistic. And she was just like, man, how come y'all can't, why y'all can't tell me the truth? Why I can't change? And like, you gonna stay forever, little girl. Forever, forever, because you're immortal. Oh, man, she was so devastated, and I felt so bad for her, and they robbed her of her womanhood. Louis robbed her of her life because he just still in that grieving process that he was, uh, like I said, you know, he wanted it warmth because of his humanity. You know, he misses that, that human side and the human connection. And he was very selfish to take this girl's life, even though there was a plague going on. And then, Lestat, being the asshole that he was, like, you know what, you know, Louis, you're weird, you know, oh my gosh, you're like, really? Ha 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 ha, I'm gonna turn her anyways. So she was really pissed off at both of them. Like, but she was more pissed off at Lestat than she was with Louis. I mean, because she... Uh, forgave Louis because she always had that love for Louis and Louis always had that love for her even though that was not her maker 
Lestat was. Like, Lestat, like I said, Lestat was more cold, um, calculating as a real-ass vampire because he just did not get that loving affection probably when he was a human. And then the same thing when he was a vampire, he did not get that received, like, that loving, um, vampiric affection and stuff from his, um, you know, his maker because he left him. Marius left him. And Claudia always slept in the coffin with Louis, always, always, because she appreciated that humanity side that, um, you know, that he had, and even though she was still a child, in a childlike body, and she's 30 years old, it was like they both, um, synced up with each other, because they had a really good love for each other, they really did, even though it, uh, started off really fucked up and bad of turning a child into a vampire, and then, you know, um, Louis also, of course, um, you know, grieving over his loved ones. And then Lestat and him got into a fight. And he actually did something um, that was very selfish. And he just wanted just, you know, he just wanted just, just try to just suck this child's life. But he just, when he held her, he just like, you know what, I can't, he's like, oh my God, you know, she's the one. And I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And I'm going to sip on some more of my coffee. And we're going to be back with the second segment of the Random Horror Show. Alright, and thank you and welcome back to the second segment of the podcast, the Random Horror Show. I'm your host, Keisha Lacey. And we are sinking our teeth and having um, so many uh, damn therapy problems and everything. And we need to sit back and analyze this shit, you know what I'm saying, on the couch, uh, paying uh, 200 bucks an hour with interview with the Vampire, uh, the Vampire Chronicles, a movie by Neil Jordan, and also a novel by Anne Rice. So back when we were talking about how Claudia and Lestat and, you know, uh, uh, Louis. Now, she was like the buffer for both of them because both of them can't stand each other. Now, since, like, you know, Lestat made them damn cracks and them motherfucking jokes that he cute with that shit, you know, he was number to pure as narcissist as it is anyways. You know what? She was like, you know what? I'm going to get a motherfucking plan. Claudia like, you know what? I'm tired of his ass. I'm tired of his bitch-ass jokes. He thank he... Uh, slick but he can stand another reason you know what I'm saying she's like I am 30 years old I may look like a child but damn it I can act like a motherfucking woman because I'm a woman and I'm a woman scorn because yes I forgive you Louie um yes I know it's your fault but you came with clean with me with the truth and shit and everything I love you boo you know you my boo boo forever and stuff my immortal prince my beloved my immortal dark love and stuff like that but that whole ass is that he needs to go. So she devised a plan. She was like, I'm finna get these like two little dead ass little lads and shit. She set his ass up good though. She's like, hey, I'm so sorry. I had them bad words and shit. You know, I'm letting bygones be bygones and stuff. And then he gonna sit there and break out with a crack talking about, mm, I hope you uh, found me a well-endowed woman. And she just kind of like, bitch, you know what I'm saying? She's like, I'm going to stick you right now. 
But, you know, she's like, I'm finna play this shit cool because this ass made me mad because I'm finna get up. I'm finna stick. And so she's like, come, come drink on brandy wine. And he sucked and sucked and he was like, oh, he was like, oh, something ain't right with this right here. Why does it taste differently? You know, he was like, is that some, 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 some arsenic? She's like, no, is that some, you know what I'm saying? It just keep it warm and shit. That's dead blood that you're drinking. So we see that it affects vampires. When vampires drink dead blood because their asses are dead and shit. That's like a bad uh, side effect right there. Remember what I told you? The side effects. So he started like, you know, just ugly and, and, and blood and all that shit. And they did um, robotics with the transformation of when Lestat drank dead blood and they also do it uh, CGI with it so it was like pretty cool you know it was still like in his fresh days and stuff like that and so she came she's like he was like I'm finna kill you and you know she's like oh, I'm finna slit your damn neck bro so she slit his neck from asshole to appetite and everything and so when Louie come in he like oh shit she done did it you know his blood spilling all over the carpet and she's like louie pick me up and you know she's like you know what let's dump his ass in the swamp where he belong because he's just trash so they did dump him in the swamp you know weeks and weeks you know they was like yay we happy you know we're some happy vampires you know we can um actually hunt um with no discretion we won't hear these cracks and shit from Lestat with his booty hole ass and everything and they were they were super happy and they was like let's go to Europe let's look for people like us because I don't know we're the only ones but let's look for people like us and so they planning their trip to Europe and it was one night you know there was a knock at the door and then Louis opened it up and he was like hmm ain't nobody here and then all of a sudden, this was stat and shit. He done came, flew in and stuff like that. You know, they didn't even hear his ass. And he's sitting up there playing that damn piano. And he was mad as hell. He told me I had to eat them, 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 them swamp rats, them, them, them frogs, them tadpoles, them damn uh, uh, alligators, alligator gulls. I mean, he, he was mad because they tried to kill him. And so, he was like, you know what, I'm going to kill both of y'all. And so, he was attacked them, you know, Louis threw the fire at him. He was burning really bad. And of course, like, fire is uh, fatal to vampires, as it is anyways. <clears throat> they left out of them down quarters. They ran to their boat, and they said, hooray, hooray, uh, we escape narrowly with our uh, undead lives. Um, because this motherfucker came back from the dead like Swamp Dang thing done revived him and Swamp Dang thing did like uh say hey man um you can't be here you know what I'm saying because this is my swamp and, and you need to go you know that, that's what Swamp Dang I think Swamp Thing did like help him out though he was like get your ass out you know I'm gonna help you out for a little bit but you need to go your ass is unnatural and you getting on my nerves too and so they went to Europe and they went from place to place they went from beautiful cities um they just played then they found other vampires and the other vampires was not as civil 
or humanly like them because they was just like some Neanderthal motherfuckers. So they was just like, let's go to Paris. So they went to Paris and they found a coven of vampires. And the coven of vampires and stuff, they had a theater. And so they operate, you know, up under the disguise that they are, you know, theater, vampire, you know, that they're actually human and stuff. That, you know, we just pretend to be vampires, but we actually vampires. And so they were sitting there putting on these shows for the Parisian, um, you know, audience in that, like, they were like, oh, okay, cool, we're getting to see, like, a horror show, you know, we're gonna have a little theater, we're gonna have some laughs and shit like that, some macabre, some gasping, everything else, we're gonna have, like, a good, uh, uh, you know, progressive show, and it was all run by Armand, Armand had a very, very strong attraction to Louis, but, he did not like the fact that he had Claudia. And he seen that. He was like, oh, shit. Are you serious? There is a child vampire here. What? So the covenant seen that, too. They're like, oh. Uh-uh. They're like, not on our block. They don't. They're like, do he know the rules? So... Um, like I said, thanks to like Harry Potter folklore, because I didn't even know this right here. Um, Lestat actually was following them. This motherfucker right here, he is, I mean, you gotta give it to him. He's a vampire, he's a stalker and shit. And he was just like, y'all ain't gonna get away from me and shit, as it is anyways, because y'all mine. Damn, controlling shit. So he like makes a um, deal. And he was like, look, them hoes right there was trying to kill you. It was all Claudia's fault. Claudia is the one that, like, uh, you know, made me drink dead blood. She slit my throat. She threw me in the swamp. I done survived on this nasty swamp shit. Swamp thing told me to get the fuck out and everything. And y'all need to do something about this because, you know, because really, they was actually in Lestat's territory because Lestat did come from, you know, like from France. And so, they were like, okay, we're gonna, we, we, we already know what's up, what's up, what's up. So, Amon was like, look, hey, I see that you have a child vampire, but look, I got a child too. But I don't turn him into no vampire, I just suck on him a little bit and go on by my business. But, you know, he's like my eyes and ears and shit, like, during the daytime. But, I like some kids, but he like kids in a little bit different weird-ass way and shit. But, Amon was like, but you, Louie, you know, you perfect, you know, you pretty, you know, you did ride them damn horses and shit in Legends of the Fall. Uh, 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 you know, you fine as hell. And I would like for you to, like, be, you know, my companion and everything. You know, we perfect. You know, we yin and yang. Um, so, Louis was like, you know what? I'm attracted to you. You know, I see we got this connection. You know, it feels great. And I don't want to leave Claudia, you know, out on her own. But 
I'm going to say it like this. You know, we find somebody that is compatible with Claudia, maybe a mother-like um, person. And, you know, she we going to get her straight and shit. You know, I still love her, though. You know, we going to write to each other and shit like that. Hallmark moments. And, you know, we be straight. Well, really, Armand didn't, like, really didn't, you know, kind of... Um, agree to that but he was just kind of stalling a little bit because the vampires like they like say you know what fuck this little ass bitch uh we gonna do her in so they did they killed her and stuff because even with the freshly new vampire that they made for claudia and stuff because uh louis made that one for uh claudia and claudia was pissed off and she kind of got mad and she was like you know what you need to give her to me you know because, you know, I know you like Oman, and I know Oman like you, and, you know, if you're going to do me like that, you need to do me right, you need to come clean, you know, make this lady into my, um, you know, my lady and stuff like that, so, you know, we can be square, and of course, you know, that I wish my friend Kim would say this, because she used to do that line, like, in school, when I was in high school, I simply cannot. I just cannot. You know, he like hits the like wood and shit when he says that. But he did turn her into um a vampire. But then again, like I said, the whole um theater had other plans and they took Claudia and the woman, they let them bake in the sun, they you know, and they got um Louie and they put him in the coffin, iron coffin. And, oh, they didn't give a shit. And they thought they was cute. And Amon comes and, like, rescues him. Because he is actually rescuing Louis. Louis. He didn't give a fuck about Claudia. And Louis was like, where's Claudia? He's like, no, nah, you don't need to go. I just can't rescue you. He's like, no, nah, where's she at? Where's she at? Oh, shit. Where my baby at? Where my baby at? So he went in there. He sees Claudia. Man, she just a pile of ash with her. Uh, not even six hours of like a newly vampire uh you know lady companion for her and that just devastates him he's like oh shit you know y'all done fuck with the wrong ass vampire and stuff so louis devised a plan man he burnt everybody in them damn catacombs the whole theater department i mean he just like i'm fixing to kill y'all oh he was like shit i'm gonna kill y'all so when he goes out you know it's almost daylight and he was like damn i got caught by late daylight and everything and amon comes saves him again and shit and he tells like amon like yo why you like save me and shit know that i killed your coven and you they leader and shit. He said, I really didn't even give a fuck about them and stuff. Because in the beginning and everything, it was cool with them and stuff. And then they just started just being like, you know, just wild and out and shit. And they just, just all disorderly and everything. And, you know, like, I liked it at first, you know, being a leader. But, you know, they just, you know, they just suck. So he was like, shit, I ain't worried about their ass. I'm worried about you, you know, because, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to be your man, I want to be your man, and Louis was like, you know, thank you, but I'm not going to be your boo-boo, you know why, because 
you done took the only person that really, really loved me. And I simply declined your fucking offer, bro. Because what you trying to do, this shit ain't happening, Captain. And look, made, you know, Puss in Boots look crazy. Like, Puss in Boots just stood standing there, just like, all by myself. Well, Lamont, I mean, shit, you, you did mess up, though. Well, anyways, Louis, he was like, you know, I'm just going to go and just travel all over Europe, different places and shit all over the world. Then he finally made it back to America. Um, It's been like 200 years and stuff. So he like made it back into the 20th century over to America. A lot of things have changed. This is after the um, industrialization um, era. I'm surprised he did not get a an accent. That's like kind of weird. But he, you know, he got there, got back to the States. He, um, you know, went back to New Orleans and stuff. And then, of course, he was watching all these movies. So he was like, ah, oh, life. And, you know, like, yeah, you know, I'm back on my, on my home turf and stuff. Until he got out of the movie, you know. And he seen Lestat. Lestat was looking old and bummy. You know, this bitch still broke. Lestat is still broke all of these decades and centuries. I'm just like, man, Lestat, you are a fucking bum. Like, really, Lestat is like actually a hobosexual, for real. He really is. Yes, he did, because he was, like, too into himself, because he was, like, I'm that golden boy back in the day with Louis, like, with Louis and shit, and then, you know, when all this shit happened, he thought, like, yeah, I'm gonna make a comeback, but he really did make a comeback, that was the longest motherfucking setback, and that's the reason why it opens up to um, the vampire stat whenever he became a rock star. So, you know, he was sitting there talking to, like, Lestat. Lestat looking broke. I mean, he homeless, broke, broke as fuck. And Lestat was scared of him. He was like, nah, man, I ain't gonna do nothing to you. I don't mean you no harm. But, you know, back in the day, you know, I let bygones be bygones. Because all this time that I thought and, you know, I explored different places. Of course, I killed people you know, that was in my way and shit like that, you know, um, I done got over the death of Claudia, I got over the death of my, um, you know, my human family, and a lot of things, I let bygones be bygones, and Lestat still stay same on that same old bullshit and everything, and, you know, really Lestat didn't even fucking change as it is anyways, because he was still like a selfish ass punk, and, of course, you know, that was the end of the interview. Well, Daniel was like, that's it? And he was like, yeah. He was like, well, 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 that's all this stuff that you've seen and everything. Um, you know, um, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong with being a vampire? And Louie was like, man, I have fucking failed. You know, how eloquently he put that whole interview with him. Daniel 
was still on that motherfucking ass fantasy phase that it must be so amazing to be an immortal when a fucking immortal just told you how much issues and problems and complications of being a damn immortal he's saying to you look you humans have it made in the shade you think because of you dying at 70 80 or sometimes 90 years old and yes you get diseases yes you get uh, get your heart broken yes this that and everything else happens but guess what your life is so fucking precious it makes our lives as mortals and stuff look like shit and that was the whole point of lewis's interview look motherfucker we exist watch out for us but don't think that our immortal lives is any fucking better than yours yours is just beautiful because you have life ours we are fucking damned we are damned to eternity of somebody either kill us or some other vampire kill us that was was the whole point of louis interview and still daniel protesting like you 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 chose me because that's the reason why you want to turn me into a vampire he was like look what was the whole point like seriously dude if i was going to turn you into a vampire i would have done it already now reason why i sought you out is because you need to get my story out so he grabs like daniel and he's like what would you he's like do you like this shit like do you like to be food for us does the mortals and stuff i mean he was fucking he was pretty much fucking him up and it really startled and i know daniel lee spot like pissed three times and took a big dump in his pants and he runs out he gets in his car and guess who the hell is in his damn car when he was playing the tape he was so happy to be alive with his life it was Lestat Lestat took a piece of his like neck and he still on that same ass bullshit with them same stinking ass clothes Lestat really you're supposed to be like all this and all that but you running around with nasty ass like uh 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 17th 16th century clothes so you have been in these punk ass clothes for three close to four centuries and shit and you ain't even bathed or anything you're a told you Lestat is a homosexual he's a hobo he is a broke ass dusty dusty ass vampire and he's like oh gosh you know i keep hearing like he's just bored me for all these centuries motherfucker you weren't even around him when he took off and your punk ass tried to get him killed and you got claudia killed um you weren't even around him he was alone he did not seek you or nothing like that he knew you was around but he thought you was dead so he was just like whatever forget it that's the reason why he he never turned anybody into a vampire and i'm gonna get to that right there and you talking about he bored me and all that no he bored you and all like that because it was his humanity and then of course that's the end of the movie and stuff 
will interview with the vampire was a very huge success i mean i remember running on hbo all the time people just love that movie and stuff um but it does like has that uh uh feel to it because people can relate to like death they can relate to regret they can relate to like bad choices and stuff um one of the things about louis when he was holding on to his humanity is that um he the reason why he sought out claudia because claudia has that childlike innocence and he uh you know uh, uh you know reverberate that uh, with his humanity with claudia as being youthful uh, radiant vibrant you know innocence and stuff um he was also pretty both of them were pretty much the fall of claudia's death lestat and louis were the fall of claudia's death um louis was very selfish um and and i understand that selfishness and it's because um like i said with claudia he looked at claudia with his own humanity his humanity caused claudia's death it did it wasn't his vampire side it was his humanity because he operated on his humanity as a vampire he did and that's what caused her death um another thing is that when Lestat, Lestat, like I said, Lestat is a hobosexual. He's a narcissist. So he fed on, not just only fed on his victim's blood, but he fed on, you know, um, you know, Louis because as a narcissist, narcissists usually triangulate, you know, that's the reason why the whole Claudia deal and then he uh looked at louis as like weak but he was no um louis was very very strong he fed off of you know louis you know pain and suffering as a human and he wanted to continue that as a vampire by like sitting there gaslighting louis thinking you know hey man you know i don't i think you need to fucking stop when he should have said like hey louis I don't think I should have turned you. I think we need to break up. But Lestat is actually a narcissist and very, very selfish. He was selfish in his vampiric ways um, because he's been a vampire for longer than Louis. And, and of course, the uh, traumatic... Uh, abandonment it was like a childhood abandonment when marius left him just out of nowhere uh just no warning when he was taking a caution and ankle um away because he you know he messed up when akasha um offered her wrist for you know um lestat to drink out of for that power and so he was drunk on that power and that's the reason why Marius did that because he didn't want Aniko and um Aniko and um uh, you know Akasha to be you know exposed 
because they were like the mother and father of vampires. And when Lestat um, felt, he felt some type of power over Louis. He really did. He felt so much power over Louis. And he took him in his vulnerable state. And I noticed that vampires never take anybody uh, more and willingly, like, in a state of where, like, yes, you know, I actually desire to be a vampire. I actually am a better candidate to be a vampire. But when instead that Lestat took, um, you know, Louis in a very terrible vulnerable state, a vulnerable state, and when Louis actually grew up and really dealt with his emotions about things, um, you know, mourning the death of Claudia took a long time, mourning the death of his, um, you know, his family, um, you know, even losing that part of his humanity when Claudia died, um, it took him a long time to like heal and it took him a long time to grieve and he he actually had a, a lot of lot of time to process that grieving and that's like really one of the strengths that um louis had is that he 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 knew he could process because he was he was a very strong person he just had a lot of things he had to deal with emotionally not only just a vampire but also that he was um try you know he was he needed to cut off and really um sever that tie to um his humanity and a human state that he thought he was in that stasis another thing about louis is that he did not want responsibility. Um, Louis was like the oldest son of his family. And he did inherit that plantation from his father, you know, running the family business. And you got to think about it like you have all this acquired wealth and all this land. And you have all these slaves that you have to run. And you have like all of these crops that you have to yield and for other companies and places to um pick up and everything else so he was running a business and stuff and then you know he's like overseer of like so many people and then when he turned into a vampire he was like i don't want to do this shit anymore he's like you know he's like this is not logical how can i be a vampire and be a slave owner and then to my slaves like I usually have because it sounds like in his human side he was very uh, you know he treated them you know pretty good to where he's not like beating the fuck out of them and everything you know you know bullshit like that not saying that's like oh like slavery is great but it sounds like he was just actually running a company you know, his employees, it's like Google or some shit like that. They had, like, all these benefits and stuff. It kind of sounded like that because, really, it just, like, seems like the slaves actually did, um, cared that, yeah, this dude sucks of what we doing, but he's not, like, he's, he's different. He was very different from all the slave whole you know masses that we've been up under and stuff but he's actually not that bad of a guy 
and he's just like, fuck it, you know what, he's like, y'all are free, and it seems like he was just like, you know what, um, with this new, uh, uh, you know, life that I have as the undead with this dark, um, gift, I'm gonna grant, um, these people their freedom, because, you know, my human side just feels like, man, this is so wrong, and fuck it, burn the place, fuck this place up, I don't give a shit, you know, I don't want to be in danger around y'all and stuff, because he was like, look, y'all, y'all, y'all some good people, and I can't deal, I can't deal with this, and when, um, the whole part about Claudia is that when he thought that he can handle responsibility, he failed at that too, because of course her death. And he's like, wow, I cannot be responsible for another person's death. I can't be responsible or have like some type of relationship uh, with another vampire. And it's because I got to know myself. And be, you got to think about it. He was 24 years old when he died and then he um, was reborn as a vampire. So he had a lot of lots and lots of time to psychologically deal um with the fact of let's let's get to know ourselves let's um see some exciting things let's you know uh let go of a lot of painful things you know we don't need to hold on or harbor you know revenge and vengeance and things like that and that was like that was actually Louis's uh, 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 therapy process. If you think about it, that's actually Louis's therapy process. That's a long time. And he just didn't want it. That's the reason why he never turned anybody into a vampire. He did not want the responsibility of being somebody's maker because he was so emotionally unavailable to do that he was emotionally unavailable and it's a good thing that he did um do that for himself he was self-healing he was a self-healing vampire <laughs> he probably started up psychology and shit no telling but he did he was self-healing himself that's the reason why he um, just chilled out in Europe and different countries that he traveled and he was like, you know what? I done made my amends. Um, I done, you know, seek my peace that I want to get and I at peace with myself. Let's go back home to New Orleans. He was ready to go back home. He was ready to, you know, just, just, just start fresh. He did. He really, really did. And so that's the reason why he contacted or say I spotted you Daniel that like put his story out and it was it's actually his like self the interview with the vampire was actually a self-healing story story of betrayal story of narcissism story of choices how people uh, are so ungrateful how people selfishness um can get you killed or hurt 
how the power of love and forgiveness between Claudia and Louis, um, and how he somewhat, Louis actually lost his humanity when Claudia died, but he actually learned to be the vampire to preserve the humanity of people by telling them his story when he was born into darkness. Damn. That's a lot of shit he had to unload. Damn. <laughs> Damn, Louis, shit. Well, and then it actually makes him very unique from all other vampires. It really does. He wasn't a born motherfucker. He was actually a, he was actually strong as a human and he's actually strong as a vampire. And he just had to realize that in 200 and something years. Wow. That's, man, that just like, damn, that just like blew my motherfucking mind right there. Shit, a lot of you humans need to, like, self-reflect on y'all motherfucking asses as it is anyways. Because that's too much bullshit going out here. And all that bull crap that, you know, you, you want to do and be stupid and uh, fuck up people emotionally and physically and, 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 you know, shit like that. Like, not at this time. We actually need some love. We need some solidarity. We need some peace. You know, make up with your family members. And if you have some toxic ass family members, you can love them from afar. And you don't even have to fuck with them. You know, if they make you feel very small and they make you feel, you know, like very, really bad inside and everything, you know, just go get you some help. You know, be like a Louie and shit, you know. Gotta, gotta, gotta get you some peace, man. Gotta get you some peace. Get to know yourself. Get back to, like, how you feeling and shit. And, you know, you just need to forgive yourself. And, you know, they gonna still do all the fuckery as it is anyways. But that's called self-preservation for yourself. And that's what Louis actually figured it out is that he, 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 he did self-preservation for himself. And that is the most beautiful thing. Um, I have ever seen for a vampire to do and a human to do is to have self-preservation for themselves and less drama and guess what he was a less dramatic vampire unlike Lestat Lestat thrived on drama Louis didn't shit he for real like shit Louis actually laid back and they tell he talking about he depressed and shit nah he got over his depression like over 200 some years ago. He did. He really did. Good for Louis. He had to learn some tough ass lessons. He really did. Lestat, he did not. He just don't give a fuck. Until interview with, uh, until Queen of the Dam, that's when shit hit the fan and he realized some deep shit and he was like, oh man. Yeah. That's when Lestat actually came to his growth period. He really did in Queen of the Damned. Because he met a bitch that was bigger and better and badder than him. Mm-hmm, he sure did. But anyways, that is enough 
of our time with Interview with the Vampire. Thank you for listening to the Random Horror Show podcast. And of course, I am your host, Keisha Lacey, and I am sipping on my coffee just like I like my men. Very, very pale and very, very sweet and loving and warm and stuff like that. And of course, y'all have like a great Halloween, a great Samhain. Blessed be, blessing, blessed be for all my witches, all the ones that is in the cult and practicing everything. Um, Day of the Dead um, is tomorrow, November the 1st. Um, lots of like love and blessings for that and lots of respect. Um, you know, we got to respect it and shit. And this is the thinnest part of the day where the reality the realm our realm and the spirit realm is very very thin so i got these candles burning and shit so um baby i'm gonna be sitting up here praying sitting up here saging and just meditating and giving so much honor and love and and respect to the dead for those who passed on previously and and recently and those who are loved ones, our friends, and everything, I honor you on this day and tomorrow. And thank you, and y'all have a good night, and be safe out there. Take care.